Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Tuesday afternoon. This is Thanksgiving week here on Kaplan and Crew. And to all of you who are watching on YouTube, everybody who's listening on audio podcast, glad you guys are here. Before we start the show today, before we hit radio, we start recording for TV. A couple of our sponsors I want to mention. Obviously, I want to start with Prize Picks because they have become like, I mean, I'm just so surprised and blown away and, and grateful that everybody is downloading the app. Everybody's creating accounts and you guys are putting in your first deposit and they're matching it 100%. Now, I don't know about you guys. I put in $100 at the beginning. They matched it, got me up to 200 bucks. I've never put more money in yet. Um, now I'm winning some and I'm losing some. Like give you an example. Last night, I had Jalen Hurts. I don't know why I did this to pass for more than 238 and a half yards in Monday Night Football. I think he passed for 150 yards. I also had Patrick Mahomes to pass for less than I think it was 287 and a half, which he did that no problem. So, you know, you have to win both. You know, I, I won the one on Mahomes. I lost the one on Hertz and I didn't get to win my prize pick, but I'm coming back for more because now today, Tuesday, it might be NBA basketball. It could be NHL hockey. Uh, this will change the way you watch sports. In fact, I never watch hockey, but now all of a sudden, if I've got a prize pick selection going, I'm in. Use the QR code because everybody's been using it here. So um, use it. It takes you right there. It'll take you to prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. They will match 100% of your first deposit up to 100 bucks. You know the story by now. Get in the game because we're all playing it. Prize picks. Okay. Keep it on rolling. Um, today, we're going to see our friend Charlie, who is the uh, marketing manager the chief marketing officer at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Charlie, I suspect, is going to tell us about what's going on at Tory in California because I can tell you this, my daughters are home from college and I just heard one of my daughters say to the other one, hey, we need to go to Tory Holistics because you're leaving on Friday and I'm sure they're going to be closed on Thanksgiving. Uh-uh, no, 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 don't assume that. Do not assume that. So stay with us because during the uncensored portion of today's podcast, Charlie Rolfs will be here. And he's going to tell us about all the incredible deals that are going on at Torrey Holistics and California Holistics and how you can save a lot of money and their hours of operation over the holidays over the next couple of days. So stay tuned for that. Also, hey, um, big shout out to my guy, Gary Cooper. Is Gary coming by today, Alex? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, big shout out to Gary Cooper. 858-376-1299. Mountain Trust Realty Services. If you are thinking about buying a house, a lot of you guys are thinking, how can I? I've told the story on and on and on. People from Imperial Beach, longtime listeners moving up to Menifee. House is pre-construction, 488 is what they paid. House is worth like 525 now. It's not even done being built. And they're flexible. They want to be in home ownership. They they're paying the same in mortgage in Menifee as they're paying in rent in Imperial Beach. So if you're flexible, it is still realistic. You can talk to Gary Cooper. He's the pro. He'll tell you all about it. Mountain Trust Realty and click that QR code. All right, it's Tuesday. Let's go. All right, great friends. What's going on? It's Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Hey, just throwing out a concept at you. You got family coming into town. You're not exactly sure what you're planning on doing with them yet. Seven Mile Casino is only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. It's a smoke-free environment. You could play blackjack and poker and other table games. They've got incredible food over at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar. Nice stiff drink um, and a convenient location, man. I'm telling you right now, Seven Mile Casino. You watch all the football games there, sevenmilecasino.com. All right, Grande. Hey, Brown, man. It was Monday Night Football last night, and I thought, at least last night, 
hey, you know what? This was a great game, a rematch of the Super Bowl, and I can't wait to talk about it. But wait a second. They've done it again. The Padres have stolen the lead segment here on Kaplan mm -hmm. and Crew. And I must say, not surprised in the slightest bit. I've heard all the stories about interviews with Phil Nevin and maybe even an interview with Adrian Gonzalez. I mean, you might as well just interview everybody, you know, so that you can say you've done your homework. And then in the very end, you just come back to the guy you knew you were hiring the entire time. I had this experience last night. My girlfriend and I went out to a restaurant. She knew what she wanted. I knew what I wanted. We were thinking, how could we combine what we want? And then maybe we'll get something else. And we worked the menu and we talked to the waitress. And then you know what? In the end, after all that research and all that discussion and all that consideration, we came back and ordered what we were planning on ordering from the very beginning. That's the Padres. They knew they were hiring from within. They knew they were hiring the guy with the most managerial experience. And now um, the Padres make news, but I don't know about you two fellas. Doesn't really do much for me. But here's the thing about Mike Schilt. And mm -hmm. what can you say? And I'd love to, if, if there is something you could say, great. I'm not saying that I'm right here. What can you say about Mike Schilt that we didn't exactly say about Bob Melvin? Like that, like that we just got a less successful Bob Melvin, in my opinion. But I don't know the guy. I didn't follow his Cardinals career. I don't know how he is in the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. So that's that right there to me is the the number one spot that Mike Schilt can separate himself from Bob Melvin is how does he operate a clubhouse? Because the three of us agreed, you know what, Bob Melvin, maybe not the problem, but maybe not the best for this particular clubhouse. I don't know if Mike Schilt's going to be that guy. Yeah. Obviously, there was already reports that he's been you know, putting Tatis under his arm and guiding him along the way to be like the guy on this team. So we'll see. But uninspiring hire, but probably the best for the situation. It's if a flat hire. It's a flat hire. It falls on its face. And that's what's going to happen with this team next season. It's going to fall on its face. With the, you, you, you had the right guy. You had Benji Gill. I think Benji Gill was the right guy. Obviously, my my, you know, hell Mary was us again. <laughs> that was that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, Benji Gill was the closest thing you could get, and they and they just went with another white dude. And and why was Benji Gill? I'm just I just so people who are listening on radio at least, just just if we reset, why you thought and why a lot of people thought Benji Gill, even the president of Mexico thought Benjamin Gill. I mean, the that's why, right? Yeah, the president of Mexico was like, yo, um, hey, the guy who was our manager of our World yeah. Baseball Classic team that finished third, mm -hmm. we think Benjamin Gil should be the right guy for the Padres. But the problem, Brown, was, you know what Benjamin Gil was not? He was not already a Padre. He was not part of the family. And you know one thing about A.J. Preller. Every guy he hires. Bye. Well, here's the deal. I'm ready to make a statement. Okay. So people get ready. I'm ready to make a statement. Mm -hmm. I am also removing myself from the AJ Perler Club. I'm oh, out. why? What happened? I'm out. I'm out. Because again, I have I just joined this. I just joined this group. It wasn't like I I'm not a 20-year fan. 
I'm not a 15 year mm-hmm. fan. I'm a I'm a I'm a new recent fan. So I would I wanted to experience the whole thing. And so now I've got some 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 context. Now I've got some personal skin in this thing, man. And I tell I'm out on them. I'm out. You, God, I can't believe the, you fought with us. I cannot believe you fought just hired with the us same guy. for the last two years. You've argued with us and fought with I us. Sure and did. You defended AJ Preller. I sure and, did. And, and, pew, and, pew, and pew. even and even this year, <laughs> even this year, out. even this year, you, in my opinion, you very embarrassingly, you told us about what a successful season the Padres had at eighty-two and eighty. Pew, you pew. know what you mean? I, and now all of a sudden today, because he hired a white guy who speaks English rather than a Hispanic guy who speaks Spanish, now you're out on A.J. Preller? I'm out on A.J. Preller because clearly he seems to be missing the boat on what his players need. Not what he needs, what his players need. You've paid these guys a ton of money. They don't need a person to teach them how to slide or teach them how to hit. or They don't need that. They need a motivator. They need someone who has personality. They need somebody who can stand in the center of that clubhouse and go, knock it the F off. They need somebody who can <laughs> bring energy to this team. Mm-hmm. And if you think Mike Schilt is that guy, mm-hmm. okay, cool. I'm just, What I'm saying is I'm not finna run with it. I'm finna sit back and watch it. Now, if you get I think a lot of skill, people are. I'm finna run with it. If, yeah. But you done gave me Mike yeah. show. Now I'm finna watch it. Now, if this goes I, I think down that's the, the vibe. No, go ahead. Go I'm ahead, saying go ahead. I think that's the vibe. I think that's the vibe. You just, I think the fan base is, is behind you. I don't think that. I, I think like if you pull a majority of Padre fans, you just said what they're going to say. Like, hey, I'm going to sit back and see what happens. But I, this isn't like this inspiring hire. This Correct. isn't something fresh and out of the box. But I will say this. AJ Preller doesn't have that luxury anymore and this is gonna sound mean but whatever peter Siler's not around anymore to have his back mm-hmm. there's new ownership there is new people in charge that mm-hmm. are not going to say this guy is excellent how do we know 10 years in the job how do we know I just, who, who are these this people? is why this is why we know mm. mike schilt was given a two-year contract mm-hmm. two years mm-hmm. in professional sports that is not something where you put your stamp of like we're 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 in this thing, mm-hmm. you know. This is something that you're like. This is something where this is AJ's last chance. Prove it, because if you don't this year, you're out. Well, built out, and we're gonna start over. Well, let me well, ask you a question. question: Is the roster gonna be better next year? No, know. no, no. You're losing the Cy Young Award winner, and you're trading one of the young best cornerstones in the league. It's impossible to be better. Will you be good? Maybe you have you you would still have players in place. If they went back to having solid years, you still be competitive. You still have a chance at the playoffs. But what I'm saying is, if I'm in that locker room and I'm already in this organization, let's just say I'm Manny. Let's cut directly to who we think is going to have an issue. Let's cut right to Manny. I didn't want show. That's the thesis guy, apparently, according to reports. So now they gave this guy a two-year deal. I got nine more years on mine, bro. <laughs> nine. You well, got I think you're two. right. I think you're right. You got two. Get out of my face. Like, what? I'm you, Darvis. Bro, I got six more years in this thing. Bro, get out of my face. I, I know how to throw a slider. Like, no, but I think you're right. Say? I, I totally think you're right. I think that, um, that hiring this guy who, m- remember the reports early on, were there's one guy 
who's kind of like Tatis's guy. And then there's another guy that's sort of Manny's guy. And we got to figure that out. And remember, just before I get deeper into this, remember this. When Bob Melvin left, one of Bob Melvin's buddies told me the story. I put it on the air that Melvin despised managing Tatis, that Melvin pretty much was telling his friends, this guy is a complete and utter pain in the ass. And by the way, if I'm being honest, we never really saw that manifest itself so much on the field. Right. Right. Like, like out in the outfield early in the season when people were on him about, you know, the steroid suspension, he danced and he frolicked and he, he kind of was, you know, being a personality out there. Um, but Tatis to his credit, I mean, he, I don't know how many games he played in in total. I feel like he played the entire season. He was healthy the entire season, maybe playing right field, which he turned into a gold glover. Maybe that is the, the way to keep him healthy. Perhaps nonetheless, I never saw Tatis be a complete pain in the ass, but by the same token, I never saw Tatis do anything overly spectacular in a play here and there, mm -hmm. but he, he did not have the kind of year that we all kind of hoped that Tatis would have. So now what it seems to me, if Schilt was really in the Tatis camp, what was the other guy's name that was over in the Ryan Manny Flaherty. camp? If Flaherty's in the Manny camp and they decide to go with Tatis's guy, I mean, that should send a very strong signal to Manny. You're the older guy. You're the guy who carried us when he was out, but we're really banking on him. And that's why we hired this manager. So look, you're the, you're the veteran and you're the most experienced guy and you've kind of been the guy in the clubhouse, but that guy right there, Tatis, that's our guy. Yeah. Well, I do wonder how much of that, that Tatis pain in the ass thing was from the year before where, you know, the, that was Melvin's first year, you know, mm -hmm. the motorcycle accidents, the, 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 the steroids everything. and all that it's stuff. Everything. So I've, I, and then he's around, he's not around. We tell him not to be in the cage. He's swinging in the cage. You guys flipped out cause he was playing soccer. Like, I wonder how much of that really manifested itself in the first year that we all hated to tease. Like no one liked to tease in 2021. Like so chill, bro. yeah. Or 20, whatever, 2022, excuse me. So uh, the thing with the thing with Mike Schilt is I think we're going to get to know him we have to get to know how he is press conference earlier today that it hasn't happened yet. But uh, I think that, that the only thing that truly, truly matters is Scott, you asked the question, is the roster going to be better? Well, did it matter that it was that expensive this year? No. So, you know, like what can you do with what you got? Because clearly Melvin didn't do what he was supposed to do with what Ooh. he had. Yeah. So it's like, what can you do with what you got? And if, if Mike Schilt, he didn't have a, top five payroll in st louis when he went to the playoffs three seasons in a row you know and the reports out of st louis was that he is a tough nosed dude like this dude is on his players he has a certain style he's aggressive he's kind of you know he's in your face and I, that that might be what this team needs but honestly like how do you know until you sit back and you get into this season how do you know yeah the difference between the two st louis is a traditional baseball organization they have guys come up they play baseball the right way and it doesn't matter who the manager is the organization runs the same and their guys play the same this what what has what peter seiler built here is not what they have in st louis here guys make a lot of money and you got to get those guys to listen to you this ain't the cardinal way you're correct he was great for the Cardinals because that style of managing works because you have one guy, one or two guys, everyday guys, making a lot of money, 
You got a frontline pitcher, but everybody else came up through the Cardinal system and they played a Cardinal way. That ain't how that ain't what's in that clubhouse. Well, I would I, listen again. I'm with Alex. I didn't really pay that much attention to Mike Schilt when he was the manager of the Cardinals, but they he was there the for Cubs and the White Sox a lot. I'm 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 very aware of the Cardinal way, not particular Mike Schilt, but the okay. Cardinals. I am I'm well versed. Okay, he um, he was the manager of the Cardinals from 2018 through 2021. In 2019, he was the manager of the year, and his percentage, his winning percentage over the course of those 350 games or so, uh, is 559. So 252 like wins, really 199. Good. That's really good. But it's only it's, it's three seasons. So I don't yeah. know this, and maybe somebody will will enlighten me. Why, if he was uh, so good? And had the go. manager of the year credentials. I'm just asking. There you go. Why was he let go? Yeah, I don't know the answer. Great well, question. maybe it's because maybe it's because St. Louis has expectations, and he he struggled in the postseason. You know, like they got to the postseason, but he was four and nine in the postseason. Okay. So when you make it, when you make it, and you lose in the and in the wild card back to back years, and and you're out there winning 90 games, maybe they're just like he ain't gonna, he ain't the guy to take us over the top. Interesting, because, I mean, you look at the Dodgers and, you know, Dave Roberts has been around for a long time. I guess he has that that bubble World Series. And so, um, you know, that he's got that ring. But, um, you know, with all the disappointment that the Dodgers have have experienced, they've chosen to keep consistency. uh, Whereas the Padres just keep turning these guys over. And, you know, something, Browner, you you say that you're disappointed because this is just another white guy. Listen, um, go back into A.J. Preller's managerial hires. From the very beginning. I mean, his first full-time managerial hire was Andy Green. Andy Green was a first-time manager. He was very inexpensive. He wanted that job, and he was controllable. And the next guy that he hired, what was that guy's name uh, from Texas? The, the Jace little, Tingler. Jay, Jace Tingler. Jace Tingler is the exact same guy Andy Green was. Exact same guy. First-time manager, very inexpensive, totally controllable. He, then he got rid of him. Then Bob Melvin. Another white guy, a little different from outside the organization, a little bit older, a little more experienced, a lot more success. Um, the thought process was at the time that AJ would hand the team over to him, which he didn't do. Uh, we talked to uh, Nick Hundley a couple of weeks ago, the assistant general manager down in Texas. In Texas, they hired Bruce Bochy, a comp to Bob Melvin. Um, Melvin not as accomplished with, with rings, but we all know what, what organization he was working for. Um, they handed in, in Texas, they handed the organization over or the team to Bruce Bochy. That did not happen in San Diego. The, the team was not really handed over to Bob Melvin because right. AJ continued to meddle. So now you've got one first time manager who's cheap and controllable, another first time manager who's cheap and controllable, another white guy, manager, middle aged, more experienced, only lasted two years because that relationship blew up. And now we're into yet another guy, another middle-aged white guy, some experience, some decent resume stuff. Um, but, but it, it's the same pattern of guy, you know, and three of the, well, I shouldn't say three, three of the four of them were AJ guys. Melvin was not an AJ guy. Three of the four of them are his guys. He chose Andy green. Jace Tingler was his guy in Texas. And, and now he's got his internal guy in Mike Schultz. He keeps yeah, hiring guy, the same kinds of guys. A guy that was probably desperate to be a manager again, too. A guy that was already in this organization where the biggest, according to all reports that we've been discussing at nauseum, is that the clubhouse was a disaster. So you know what? 
let's hire a guy who was part of the clubhouse. That'll work. That'll be great. That's my biggest holdup. It's like you promoted from within when within was was in shambles. Mm -hmm. So for players on record, this isn't like just AC and Lynn. This is Musgrove. This is Soto. This is Tatis. This is Machado. This is Bogarts saying it out loud. So when people try and deny that there was a rift in this clubhouse, people being AJ Preller, your players are telling us otherwise. This is why it's not that Mike Schultz is a white guy, but I said that so it could be explained very plain and simple. The truth of what I'm trying to say is the pattern in which he's hired, what you just went down, Scott, that doesn't appear to be resonating with your guys. Now, if you were the Cardinals and you kept hiring this kind of guy, cool, because those are the kind of guys you got. The kind of guys that are leading this team here, that ain't them dudes. Right. But you right. keep hiring the same kind of guy mm-hmm. in hopes that what? Do well, you guys like I think that this is what I said earlier. Do you guys think it's true? Do you, to me, the, the two-year deal signified that this is it. This is yeah, AJ's this is it. This is, this is AJ's last stand. And but, with, with but Peter. Two, hold on. But the two-year deal doesn't even help the manager. No, again, no, of course not. No, no, it's, no. It's, a, it's, a, it's a hindrance to the manager. Yeah, because that's why I said he's yeah, a desperate dude yes, to get back into right. the role. Everything you're saying about a player looking at him and going, bro, you got a two-year deal. That means that after 50 games, they could fire you and not have to pay you very much money. Like that's, you're, you're a lame duck before you get started. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Listen, AJ Preller hires the same kind of guy over and over again. And it's kind of like, we were talking a lot about this yesterday, about Brandon Staley. You know, Brandon Staley, after the Chargers lose, what does he do? He goes to the podium. He goes, I'm ultra confident in my play calling. I'm ultra confident in the way we teach. I'm ultra confident in the way we we prepare. I'm ultra confident in the men that we have. Maybe you're overconfident and you're blinding yourself to reality. Bring it home. Same goes for A.J. Preller. A.J. Preller keeps doing the same thing over and over again when it comes to managerial hires. I mean. Don't you see the pattern of what happens when you keep changing managers every two or three years? You're just not, there's no consistency. Look, Bob Melvin couldn't work with him. Couldn't wait to get out of here. And by the way, they didn't like him either because they let him go to a division opponent, a rival. Oh, Mike Schilt did a long interview earlier this year with uh, Bob Nightingale and uh, there was philosophical differences is is what the organization said as to why they fired him. Mm-hmm. And he in took it St. so Louis. he yeah he took it so personal. You you gotta read some of these quotes of what of what he told Bob Melvin man. I mean Bob Nightingale. This dude was like crying when he okay. got fired. Let's, let's let's keep it going. Um, for those of you that are just getting here, I did plan on talking about Monday Night Football, um, and I also wanted to you know talk to Alex about you know F one in Vegas. I also wanted Alex to chime in on mine and Browner's conversation yesterday about Lil Brandon Staley. Yeah. So did I see Brandon Staley tell reporters to stop asking him questions? Yeah. Yeah, he, no, he he not only <laughs> dictates what happens on the field, he di- he's yeah. also an editor. You yeah. write for The Athletic, you write for ESPN.com, you write for mm-hmm. the LA Times. I'm going to tell you what the storyline is, and then mm-hmm. I'm also going to tell you, stop asking me things. Are are we clear? Like yeah. this attempted intimidation. I, I don't. It always works. Know. It always oh, works yeah. for, for a coach when they're just like, you can stop asking me because yeah. this yeah. is the story. Brother, 
This isn't Jacksonville, pal. You're in Los Angeles. There's a lot of media around. And the more you push on these guys, the harder I think they're going to push back if they've got any guts at all. Mm -hmm. Anyway. All right, listen, stick around. We're just getting rolling. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studio, 7milecasino.com. If you're thinking about something fun to do with your family and your friends during Thanksgiving break, 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. More on the Padres' new hire coming right back. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. If you are just getting with us, the Padres have made news again today. They've hired a new manager. They chose to shut that whole storyline down over the course of the last, let's say, month or so as Peter Seidler was obviously, uh, you know, not doing well. And, and unfortunately, you know, he died last week. Um, was it last week or was it the week before at this point? Last week. Yeah. And, uh, and today they, they hire a new manager. So we're going to, we're going to dive back into that story in just one moment. I do want to remind everybody that this segment of Kaplan and crew is being brought to us by our friends at prize picks, man, last night, dude, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I guess the thing about prize picks is you have to do your homework, you know, yes. it, it, it's, it's becoming more and more obvious to me it, the, at the first part of my prize picks experience. I was like, this guy's going to pass for more yards and this guy's going to pass for more yards. And before you knew it, I'd won a couple hundred bucks. But I keep giving it back because I'm I'm making sort of like hasty plays. Like yesterday, I actually did an ounce of homework, and I was looking at what is Patrick Mahomes averaging in terms of yards per game, passing yards per game, and it was like I don't know, call it two ninety, let's say, and the more or less on Prize Picks was like two eighty seven and a half. So I went more. Then on the other hand, um, Jalen Hurts, his prize pick number was like 238 and a half. And I looked at his average and I think it was like 240. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go more on him too. So um, actually I went less on Mahomes. But the thing is, I didn't look at the weather. You know, I didn't consider <laughs> natural surface. I really oh, didn't look at, at injury issues. And so bottom line is, is that I took Mahomes to go for less than 287. Check. He did that. Mm -hmm. I took Hertz to go for more than 238, did not do that, only passed for 150 yards. So you got to win both to make it work, you know, and um, and I didn't do that last night. So prize picks, here's the thing I'll say, Thursday, NFL football all day. I'll be on prize picks all well, day. Let me help you out real quick because I don't want you guys to miss out. Something you don't have to do any homework on, and this is a guaranteed winner. Okay, prize picks, I think I know where you're going. Go ahead. Prize picks doing a ridiculous sale on Christian McCaffrey. More or less half a yard on Thursday. Yep. On Thursday. I've already played. I've already played it. So I, I've already, I, I've already uh, killed that bet. Yeah, I know. Sweet. Why would you do? Oh, did you do the from my football last night? Man, listen, I thought that I had a little trick up my sleeve, dog, and I just got pants last night. I'm not even front. <laughs> I'm not but even going front. You got bro. pants last night, and you're not fronting. I got pants, dog. <laughs> I got the Christian McCaffrey bat, so I'm like, yo, so that's one. Right. I knew Patrick Mahomes was going to pass for that many yards against the Eagles, so I'm like, okay, that's two. And I thought the Eagles would be concentrated on A.J. Brown, so I had him for more than 0.5 receiving or rushing touchdowns comboed with Julio Jones, so I can't miss that. Wrong. Had Anthony Edwards and Jalen Brunson to do more than 48 points. They had 48 points. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Wrong. Bam Adebayo and Nikola Vucevic to get 21 rebounds. 
They had 19. Wrong. Dude, the way, the way they set these numbers, Alex, this past weekend, I had Dorian Thompson-Robinson to pass for less than 166 and a half yards. He passed for 165. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, listen to this. So I took the I Christian. I want to know the simulator they're using. I want to know the simulator. Doing. Oh, dude. I, I I took the Christian McCaffrey thing because it was such an obvious, easy, like they were handing it to you. So Christian McCaffrey on Thanksgiving Day against Seattle, rushing and receiving yards combined, as you mentioned, half a yard. We already know he'll have that on the first play of the game. Right. I combined it with last night, Isaiah Pacheco from the uh from the Chiefs. Jeez. He I had him for um rushing receiving yards, and the number was 68 and a half. And I went more and he had 85. So I've got that actually twice. I, I accidentally played it twice. Um, so that's good because McCaffrey's going to win for me and I'm going to win two plays on uh, on Thanksgiving morning. So or yeah. Thanksgiving afternoon, as it were. So, hey, prize picks is fun, dude. And everybody is sending me their pictures of their of their sheets. Keep them coming because I will play your picks because I think you guys are probably doing more homework than I am. Um, and also awesome, awesome job. By everybody who's watching, not radio listeners and audio podcast listeners, but YouTube viewers and TV viewers, awesome, awesome job using our QR code. Browner sent me all mm-hmm. the stats on our QR code. Alex, QR code is killing it. Awesome. Killing it. So prizepicks.com slash great friends. You put in a hundred bucks, they'll put in a hundred bucks. They'll match your first deposit hundred percent up to a hundred dollars. Play prize picks and get in the game. If you're not in the game yet by Thanksgiving, You'll want to now. The other thing I find really interesting about prize picks, it's men, it's women, it's younger people, it's some older folks, it's black people, it's white people. I mean, it's everybody who's talking to me. The demographics are all over the place. So great job, everybody. We appreciate you. All right, let's go back to Mike Schilt and the Padres managerial hire. Um, Alex, you were saying that uh, before the break, you found an article where Schilt did an interview with Bob Nightingale from USA Today. Yeah. And we we were asking the question earlier, like if he was such a great manager in St. Louis and he has a, you know, 56 percent you know winning percentage and he was manager of the year in 2019. Why would they get rid of him? You brought up the fact that his postseason record was four and nine overall. So he made it to the postseason. Was it two years or was it all three years that he was the manager? Three years. He he took he was a he took over in 2018. That was his first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't make the postseason. Then he made the postseason three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so he was, but he was with the organization for 18 years. Oh wow. So, yeah, he worked his way up all the way to manager. You want to know, that, a, you know, you know what this, how that scares me? You want to know what that means? Mm-hmm. The the Padres hired a guy who knows the St. Louis way. They bring him to San Diego. They integrate him. They get information from him that they want, right? And then they hire him as the manager. And guess who he turns into? Josh McDaniels. You feel me? You feel me? Like like where Josh McDaniels goes to the Raiders and he brings the Patriot way. The Patriot way only works when there's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It doesn't work when you take it elsewhere. I'm worried about the St. Louis Cardinals way now. But there's this. There's this weird thing with all these assistants from New England. They get so butthurt anytime you even mention something negative about New England. Anything. You know, like anything. anything. You know, that Jake Glazer report, how Antonio Pierce is like, yeah, we beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Like, mm-hmm. don't give up on yourself. And Josh, all he hears is, we beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. It gets all mm-hmm. butthurt. So anyways, yeah, he did this interview with Bob Nightingale. This is like, this is right before the season started last year. He was already with the Padres. And remember, he has filled in as the third base coach because Matt Williams was dealing with cancer. Uh, sporadically without the last two years. So Mike Schilt 
Remember that whole thing with the assistant in San Francisco? So oh, already, yeah. yeah, already with uh, already lots of history here for Mike Schilt. But uh, this is what he said when he got fired, and you could tell how much it meant to him. And maybe that was part of the problem. Maybe he was too too in and too intense about his role as a manager. This is quote: um, "I have a broken heart. It still hurts. It hurts bad." When it first happened, I broke down. I was inconsolable. I got better as time went on. Then again, I got down here, put on the Padres uniform, and it hit me. Now it just hit me again. I was so loyal to that organization and cared so much. I felt an immense weight being a caretaker of that organization. Ultimately, I put too much pressure on myself. That was my issue, not not anybody else's. I didn't want to let our owner down. I didn't want to let my team down. I didn't want to let our fan base down. I didn't want to let that tradition of players that came before us down. I was very passionate of that and dedicated to it. And at some level, I probably cared too much. There were just some things that I felt I could have been better. I thought I was in a safe place to share them. Clearly, I wasn't. Jeez. But I guess what had happened. I guess what had happened was he God. went on a he went on a Zoom with the, with, the, with the Cardinals president, and he was under the assumption we're just going to talk about next year. Mm. We're going to get into next Ooh. year. Oh, okay, that's it. fired on the Zoom. They whacked him. Whacked him. Ugh. That always sucks, man. I can tell you from personal experience, that sucks. In uh, 20, uh, 2012, 2012, yeah, <laughs> it was February of 2012, and I'll never forget it, man. Um, Billy Ray and I were supposed to talk to um, the guy who was the CEO at the time of 1090. Now, they had, they had ousted the family that really owned it and really was the heart and soul behind it, and they hired this consultant from like Baltimore or something. And this guy uh, comes in and he says to me and Billy Ray and our agent, Hey, we're going to, um, we're going to have a meeting and we're going to discuss contract extension. So Billy Ray and I put together a conference room at the grand uh, at their golf course. Like we had all the connections and this guy was not from here. And so we were like, Hey, let's entertain him at a, at a nice place. And so super nice, fancy hotel. They had a conference room set up for us. They had everybody's names at the table. They had drinks. I mean, we, we put on a nice show. We go walking in and the whole thing is we're going to have a contract extension negotiation. And we sat on one side of the table. They sat on the other side of the table. And this guy, Larry Patrick, who, by the way, you can Google him now because he got himself, him and his wife got themselves into some major trouble. So you uh, can Google him now. Oh, you can Google these mofos. In fact, <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so, so um, we sit down to have this conversation. They sit on one side. We sit on the other side. There, he's the new CEO. This uh, he had this other little putz with him that was his new general manager. <laughs> and they they looked over at Billy Ray and they said to me, they, they they said just like this. They go, Billy Ray, we just want to say to you, we think you are like the greatest. We think you are the sweetest person. We think you are as the the closest thing to Tim Tebow on planet Earth because Tebow was hot oh, right? Like they were literally kissing Billy Ray's ass. And they looked over at me and they go, you know what you are? You are a total pain in the ass. You are this, you are that, blah, 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 blah. And the guy goes like this. He goes, and you're fired. Ugh. And my agent is sitting in the middle and he goes, whoa, hold, hold on. Time out. Whoa, hold on. Put and, it back in and, a holster. And the guy goes like this to Billy Ray. He goes, and you have a choice right now. He goes, you either stay with your partner here um, and you quit or, or you stay with us and we'll find somebody new to, for you to work with. And Billy Ray goes, gone. I'm out. Later. F you. Yeah. I'm gone. And Billy Ray then went off on these guys. You, you don't even understand because you guys aren't here and you just got here. You don't even understand. This is the energy behind this place. And so then uh, my agent's like, whoa, calm down, Billy Ray. You didn't just quit. And, and hold on. He's not really fired. And they're like, no, you know, he, he's fired and he just quit. 
And they had Dave and Jeff on the air the next morning. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, guess who I shared a flight with yesterday out of Las Vegas? Dolly. This is right around that timeline. Los. Oh, really? Carlos. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We were at the, we got, we got to the airport stupidly early because traffic on the strip was ridiculous, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but traffic to the airport was not non-existent. So we got there early. He got there early. I'm walking. We're just like kind of, you know, we're walking around the terminal just because we're very early. And I just hear Alex. And I was like, it was Los. So got Carlos to Carlos Montoya. Carlos Montoya got to hang out with him and his girlfriend, wife, whatever. No, wife. Uh, yeah. Wife. Yeah. For a, for, for a good amount of time. Mm -hmm. And we were on the same flight on the way back home. Yeah. He lives in Carlsbad now. Yeah. Um, he had yep, moved to LA. He was working, he was working for Tesla at one point, And then he mm -hmm. uh, was working for a startup company that he was involved with, which was, um, which was all about like video gaming stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, now he lives in Carlo. Uh, he lives in Carlsbad. His wife is an incredibly successful uh, person in business. And Carlos is a, I mean, he's a real doer also. I mean, I, I haven't seen him in a while. He and I have been trying to get together for a little bit. That's what we need yeah. to do. We need to, you know, what we need to do um, once captain Troy Sears from the yacht America gives us the green light that the ship is ready to go. Cause he's got it down in Mexico right now. And he's got it torn apart in a million pieces and they're repainting everything. Once the ship goes back into the water and we have our date confirmed for the yacht trip and our, our, uh, our Bay holiday party, we got to get Carlos invited to that party. Yeah, that'd be great. Shout out to Carlos. So anyway, so the point is, is this, is that when Schilt, Mike Schilt, bring it back here to where we were, when Mike Schilt was the manager of the Cardinals and he got on a Zoom with the team president and he was under the assumption that we're meeting to discuss the future, on that call, they whacked him. Pretty much. And he tells Bob Nightingale of USA Today, while as a Padre employee, this is going yeah. back to last year, how destroyed he was emotionally because of not only how they did it, but the fact that they did it, given that he had made, I don't know, 20 years of his life in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. He was, yeah. he was for all intent and purposes. He, here's a guy who's 55 years old. He'd been working for the Padres for the last call it three years. So prior to that, he's working for the Cardinals from the time he's, let's just call it 30 to 50. You know, this guy thinks he's a St. Louis Cardinals lifer. He's part of the fabric of the franchise. He ain't going anywhere. They elevate him all the way to manager, and you're pretty naive if you don't think, hey, from here, there's nowhere else to go except getting whacked. Sounds very familiar, actually, when you go and you start reading on Mike Schilt and his departure from St. Louis. It sounds very eerie, similar to our president of baseball operations and the manager he just had philosophical differences with in Bob Melvin. That is, if you just go and read everything, it what is. is what, are you, uh, what are you reading? Just pull something out this is from This is from The Athletic. Uh, according to Katie Wu, who's a beat reporter in St. Louis, uh, tensions began to grow between uh, Molziak, which is John Molziak, the president of baseball operations in St. Louis, and Schilt around midseason when the Cardinals were still hanging around the NL Central race but struggling to go above 500. Other factors contributing to the rift may have included the Cardinals' lack of major moves at the trade deadline, the front office's desire to incorporate more analytics into the team's day-to-day -day operations, and, quote, growing controversy between Schilt and his coaching staff over his leadership tactics and communication. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh, juicy. Mm -hmm. I'm with you, Browner. You said it earlier. You know, you hire essentially the same kind of guy. He's this guy, Mike Schilt, is Andy Green and Jace Tingler with three years of managerial experience. That's, That's it, all. Man. That's, That's all. It, that, he, he's an AJ Preller guy, which That's means that when AJ, when AJ Preller calls down to him and goes, change pitchers, here's who you bring in. 
when AJ Preller calls down and goes, Hey, I filled out the lineup. You can check your email now. Mm -hmm. Um, this is just another guy for AJ Preller to control. But again, I'll just say it like this. It's kind of like Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley's going down in a in a, in a blaze of glory. Woo! Hot hot blaze. When when Brandon Staley, he, he knows he's he knows he's 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 screwed. So rather than hand over the defense and go, you know what? I'm going to hand it over and now it's no longer on me, it's on him. Nonsense. If I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. And that's what AJ Preller's yeah. doing. If I'm going down, I'm not hiring You're my guy. Right, I'm not hiring <laughs> Benji Gills because he can come in here and speak Spanish to Manny. I'm not hiring this gentleman or that gentleman. Phil I, Nevin, Phil Adrian Nevin, Gonzalez. Right. It was cute. It was a cute concept. Phil's yeah. a former Padre, you know, and he had a really great career with the Padres. Adrian is an all-time great Padre, even though he's more associated with the Dodgers franchise during his career and even after his career much more so a Dodger than he is a Padre now. Uh, no doubt, no different than, than, you know, Bruce Bochy is much more a San Francisco giant today than he ever will be of a Padre. And a Texas Ranger. And a Texas and a Ranger. Texas so Ranger. put two teams in front of that. Yeah, so I think that, once again, A.J. Preller has done what he has shown to do time and time and time again. Hire the exact same kind of guy. I think Someone who he considers controllable. If you're AJ Preller, and this is what you're gonna do, this is what I'll give you. This I'll give you this. I'll you know you can give the lineup cards, you can call down and have people sub pictures, you can do all that. If this guy can manage the personalities, because that's what I want more than anything, if that guy can manage the personalities and get these guys to get along, and if not get along, get on the same page and hit. If he's if he's sitting in the manager seat while these guys are hitting. And AJ's doing the lineup card, and he's doing pitching changes, and his Schilt's job is to manage the clubhouse. I don't care, man. I don't care. I really don't. I really don't. So I mean, I don't know if this, question, does this what, help what? your guys? Is uh, you know, you you were concerned about the Cardinal way, mm -hmm. uh, according to in the same report, according to Derek Gold of the St. Louis Dispatch. Another possible factor to the list of of why he may have been fired is based around how, quote, the cardinal way has long been a backbone of the organization's practices. And he says, internally, there had been concern about the absence of the cardinal way under Mike Schilt. Mm. With internal dismay about one source described as, quote, losing tradition. Oh. That's so opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's so opposite. interesting. So interesting, considering the guy had been in the organization all those years before he elevated to manager. I mean, that what happened to the, bringing the cardinal yeah. way? Well, here's the thing. There is no Padre way. You, you have, there is no Padre, the Padre way. Padre way is we, we, we try something new every two years. Right. It's like We're turning a least car. Yeah, exactly. So there is no tradition here. There is no long history of winning. There is no tradition of, of how it should be done. There isn't this incredible you know line of, 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 of farm system players that have come up and become superstars on the team. Uh, it's, it's a mixed bag. Like It's like a toss salad of, of everything. Like, what do you want? There you go. Here's a chopped salad. You want a little sun-dried tomatoes, olives, Throw cheese, garbanzos, kale. Like, dude, it's all there, dude. It's all there. What do you want? Shake it up. Shake it up. Put yeah. something on it and eat it. Mm -hmm. Play-Doh should sponsor the Padres. Just mold it to whatever you want it to be, dude. And Did then you when you're done molding Play it. Play-Doh. Yeah. Like the dough. Play-Doh. Yeah. Like the red like and the, the blue. And it comes in those yeah. yellow cans yeah. and stuff. The thing that mm -hmm. the kids eat. Like yeah. You're not supposed to. Yeah. Right. Play-Doh. Because yeah, it's, it's perfect, too. Because you can mold it. 
And this little kid, he's like, look, I made an elephant. You're like, well, that's an ugly looking elephant. That's Play-Doh. That's Padres. Like, yeah, I'm going to tell you I'm going to make something. And it's probably going to be ugly. Yeah. So here you go. I'll tell you this right now. A very, very expected hire. Yep. Very, very uninspiring hire. Yep. Very, very on brand for AJ Apparently. Preller. And I hate to tell you guys this, Padre fans. Um, you guys would probably agree with me, although you don't really want to hear this. Here's what I think, which is the Padres are going to be worse as a result of A, the departures from the roster, and B, the managerial hire. I just don't, I'm as of today, there's a lot to happen. There's a lot of moves that have to be made. There's going to be roster changes, et cetera, et cetera. But as of right now, I don't feel real good about the Padres next season. Kind of the same way I feel about like USC going into the Big Ten. Like I know they're going to recruit and I know they're going to get guys in the transfer portal and all these other things are going to happen. They're going to add coaches, but I don't think they have a chance. You're going to be how eating I, that's your how words I feel like the Padres. When, when Preller signs Otani. Oh, please. <laughs> Why you go even Brown even Browner rolled his eyes. Yeah. Even Browner I mean, rolled his eyes. I mean, if they got another player called Fotani, that's kind of like a, a knockoff. Maybe they can get him. They ain't getting the they real get that other, that other Japanese guy. Sign Otani's dog. That dude went viral. Okay. Keep All right, everybody doggies. stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino <laughs> Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Alex was off yesterday, so we got to give him a bite at the apple, the Brandon Staley apple. We'll get to it. Coming right back. You're on Kaplan and Crew. All right, everybody, calling a quick timeout here. I want to just mention everybody more of our great sponsors and partners. The first one I want to mention is Seven Mile Casino. Listen, um, I've got family coming into town. My parents are coming in. All my kids are here. I'm thinking, like, what am I going to do with everybody? How about, like, a Saturday at Seven Mile Casino? The brunch is amazing. Football on TV. Lots of games to be played. Last time my parents were here, they came with me to Seven Mile Casino. So if you're looking for something fun to do with your people that are in town for the holiday, Seven Mile Casino. The website is sevenmilecasino.com. And Alex, if you put up their QR code, um, anybody who's watching right now, you can just click on the QR code and it'll take you right there. But again, you're thinking for something you know to do over the next couple of days. You're sitting down playing blackjack or poker. You're having a great meal at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, a nice stiff drink. Um, in a smoke-free environment, only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, that's Seven Mile Casino and sevenmilecasino.com. Hey, um, our friends from Mushroom Life would like to extend an offer to everybody, a Black Friday offer, and here's what it is. Um, you buy $50 worth of Mushroom Life products, they will add on an additional $50 of Mushroom Life products. Now, they've thrown this offer out there before, but they're like, bro, it's killing it, so let's keep it going for Black Friday. You buy $50 worth of Mushroom Life products. It could be the arousal product. It could be the sleep product as an example. This is a plant-based medication. And if you take pills for any of those kinds of things, why not try the more holistic version? Mushroom Life, L-Y-F-E, mushroomlife.com slash great friends or click that QR code. And uh, you buy $50 worth of product, they add $50 worth of product. And that's the Black Friday sale through the great friends here and Mushroom Life. All right, Alex, let's get back to the show. Hey, great friends. It is Tuesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. You're looking for something fun to do with all your people that are coming into town. Blackjack, poker, other table games, incredible food, and a great bar scene. Uh, you're watching all the football games, and it's a smoke-free environment. It's Seven Mile Casino. 
seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. All right, fellas. We've talked a lot so far today about Mike Schilt and the Padres' very uninspiring managerial hire. Very expected. Uh, I don't think anybody's surprised. Frankly, had they hired Benjamin Gil, um, that would have been a major surprise. For AJ, what Pro if they hire Benjamin Gil as part of the staff? Please. That would be a great move. Please That'd do. Be a terrific move. I mean, look, the reason that ben Benji Gil does not get hired by the Padres, there's no connection to Preller. You know, um, if if he was in the Texas Rangers organization when Preller was there, he'd have been hired. You know, it doesn't matter that he's from San Diego. It doesn't matter what his what his managerial record is for Team Mexico. It doesn't matter that he speaks Spanish and may be a better communicator to the Padre clubhouse than just another standardized, you know, uh, middle-aged white guy. But he's not part of the Preller tree. And so with that, Preller in hiring some outsider. Preller's hiring controllable. That's Mike Schilt. He's, he's cultivated Mike mm -hmm. Schilt over the last couple of years. And so, which is, by the way, which is the right move. It's the right move because if you bring in an outsider, someone that's going to butt heads with Preller, we already know what happens in that situation. So I said this like a few weeks ago, I, you have to resign yourself to the fact that AJ Preller runs this baseball team, whether you like it or not. And I don't and more so, so and more so now, now that Peter's yeah, more gone so, more so now, absolutely more so now than ever. And honestly, if he, if Preller goes out and he hires this guy, and this guy's going to listen to Preller in theory. And this guy, they're going to work hand in hand. That is the best thing for this correct. team at this moment. Correct. Correct. So that, you are 100 correct about that. I call it uninspiring and I call it safe. And I don't think it's necessarily deserved because he was part of this team that was part that was problematic. So it is what it is, though. I, I said this a few weeks ago. Whoever Preller gets should be the guy that's going to listen to Preller because that's the situation we find ourselves in. Well, I don't think it's the, the best Padres have trusted it to him. No, but the Padres have said Preller's still our guy. No matter yeah. how many managers he hires and fires, no matter how many disappointing seasons the Padres have, and because Peter just recently died and you can't rock the boat right now, they are still all in on Preller. And being all, all in on Preller, means that Preller is still running baseball. And I don't mean just putting the team together. I mean every day, 162 games, Preller is running baseball until they whack him. Which, if. which by the way, don't don't be surprised. Don't be surprised because one thing I, I, I have held back on this because obviously the passing of Peter, I didn't want to make this about a internal working situation. But like, like I spoke about slightly, when something like this happens, now it's a power grab. Now it's an opportunity for somebody else to get to the top. It's a, it's an opportunity for somebody to say, I did this. It's an opportunity for somebody to get their piece. So now the question is, who's that person and what do they think of Preller? Because, again, not, we not knew sure people yet. did not like Preller and the way that things were being done when Peter was here because that was reported. So now who are those people? And how much power do they have now? Because that's important too. I don't know. Because people keep asking me. I get a lot of people asking me, well, who's running the Padres now? I'm like, I don't know. They're like, well, well don't you know, was... don't you know different people that are investors and part of the ownership group? I'm like, I sure do. But they they are passive investors. You know, their their voice was never heard. Um, they were not asked for their opinions. And I'm sure people so, will know the answer to this by now, but when they watch this, but I do wonder if the new control person is appears at the press conference today and makes his first public 
I would statement. He should. I would he, I would guess this. You ready? Here will be my guess. And everybody who's listening or watching knows that uh, you know this is all done earlier in the day, and then it's aired a little bit later in the day. We don't hide from that. But um, my guess is is that Grupner as the CEO, Preller as the vice president of baseball operations, and Schilt. Those are the three faces you'll see today. Yeah. I would be awfully surprised if there is any representation from ownership. And don't disrespect AJ by putting vice in front of his title. Oh, what it's president, excuse me, yeah. not vice. My B. My My AJ was like, screw the Mexican president. I'm the president of the Padres. I'm not gonna listen right. to that president. Right. He don't know what he's talking about. He don't yeah. know baseball like I do. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me do this. Let me make a transition because we've talked a lot today so far about the Padres and this hire. Let me let me bring it back to where we were yesterday. And by the way, Alex, did you know this? Because I was I was thinking this at the beginning of yesterday's show. Did you know that yesterday, for all the years that the three of us have been together so far, yesterday was the very, very first time that it was just me and Browner? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because you and Browner have done plenty when I'm out. Yeah. Um, oftentimes when I'm out, you guys bring in Lawhead. But if if you were out, Alex, um, I would normally bring in the third voice. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I thought I was like, Brown, I think this is the first time you and I have ever done the show, just the two of us. And then a guy who I consider to be a Kaplan and crew, and then even going back, a Scott and BR, a historian to this show, Louis Zapeta. You guys know mm-hmm. Louis. Um, shout out to Louis. I know he just celebrated an anniversary. He sent me a text this morning. He goes, dude. I promise you, I've seen every show. You and Browner, first time ever. Just the two of us. Thought we actually did pretty good together yesterday. The the common denominator in all these things is what? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Look at the face. Look at the Me. smile. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. I'm here. We out when here. They call, when they call perfect attendance at the school assembly, it's me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Where's my certificate? Where's my plaque? <laughs> Something. Like, yeah. What? Hook that. I want to bring. Uh, let me bring. Bra- let me bring Browner back down to earth for a second, because I always know I'm off, because I get calls from Cox. I get calls from New York. Hey, this messed up. Hey, this messed up. Hey, this messed up. First and I'm of like, all, Yo, I'm off. Of all, you first of all, you need to call John Browner. Anybody call me yesterday? <laughs> I think they're calling me. <laughs> let me tell you right now, I got no calls yesterday. I don't. None. I You're took right. care of it from Vegas. You're welcome. Well, you know what. If those people ain't got it in them to call me, that's on them. <laughs> All right. Mr. All right. Perfect Attendance. All right, let me do this. I'm going to transition into some football. Before I do, I just want to tell everybody that one of our best partners, Mushroom Life, they are offering now a Black Friday sale. Oh, now, whoa, 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 whoa. You know how we feel about that term around here. I mean, I don't love it either, but I think people all understand that it means like major discounts. You know, everybody knows the day after Thanksgiving is known as Black Friday and people major discount day. Yeah, that's what they should call it. That's what they, 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 that's what they should call it. it. That's what they should call it. So Mushroom Life, Brett Weiss, the owner of Mushroom Life um, and Browner visited with him, Alex, while you were in Vegas on Friday. Browner went up to the headquarters oh, and visited with Mushroom Life. So uh, Brett has this concept and he goes, listen, he goes, you know, just for the holiday shopping, let's do this. You buy $50 worth of Mushroom Life products, Brett throws in an additional $50 of Mushroom Life products. So my guess would be that like somebody yesterday was telling me they got the face cream that I like so much. And the face cream has a great smell to it. 
and it has a really nice feel to it. And I've got, I was tell, I got this little freaking dry spot here in between my eyes. I put it on every day. So the mushroom life, um, facial cream is here. That's pretty good. Um, when I say pretty good, I think Brett will probably send you some of this. Um, Browner, how about your drops, man? How, how you doing on your drops right now? You already know what time it is. Shake them up, shake them up, shake them up, shake them. Yeah, sustained energy drops for Browner. Sustained energy, baby. Mental focus, baby. Mm -hmm. And then the mental mm -hmm. focus product right here. So if you buy $50 worth of Mushroom Life products here during the holiday season, Brett's going to throw in an additional $50 worth of products that he wants you to try out and give him some feedback. Um, I know the lotion stuff is is becoming all of a sudden a very hot thing. So there you go. Versus you can the sky. Yeah. <laughs> what? What are you doing when you get away? When you I didn't say nothing, off, man. No, you I didn't did say nothing. You, did, you said this guy. Here we go. Robin, Here yeah, we go. Right? Hey, listen, my brother, listen to me. I didn't say nothing. I, 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 listen, as I'm getting a little bit older, I can see. First of all, well, you can't see. Can't see. All right, you I can't, can't see. see squat. Correct. I, I, got, I got my eye doctor appointment tomorrow. I got nice. that eye doctor appointment. Is that tomorrow. why you I'm shaved? Going. No, I shaved because I got to go back to court. You know. Oh, okay. The only reason why, man, often, listen, that's the only reason why you see a black man in a suit. Shave for two reasons. Somebody died or somebody got something in the court. Yeah, I might gotta go back to court. My girlfriend told me on TV. that I, I don't uh she's yeah, anyway. Uh mushroom life, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Buy fifty dollars worth of mushroom life products. Brett's gonna send you an addiction an additional fifty dollars worth of mushroom life products. And if you take prescription pills for focus, for sex drive, for sleep, whatever, um, there is a more holistic version of plant-based medication from mushrooms, from actual natural grown mushrooms, not psychedelic stuff. Um, check them out. Mushroomlife.com. The life is with a Y. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Okay, Alex. Yes. Yesterday, me and Browner spent a lot of time on Lil Brandon Staley. Lil oh, BS. I imagine, I imagine most of the time. We did because it, it's not just because the Chargers lose. It's the post-game press conferences that are so entertaining. You oh, know, yeah. um, he, he, he yesterday said, I take it on me. It's all my responsibility. And stop with this narrative about the defense. It's not the defense. It's on me. But, but when you drop a bunch of passes and you mm -hmm. fumble in the red zone mm -hmm. and you, you get your quarterback sacked because you can't block, I'm not blaming anybody because it's on me. But I'm telling you guys right now, the storyline is not the defense. We've played good defense here. You act like we haven't played good defense. Mm. We have. So the storyline is it's not the defense's fault. This guy is such a, a terrible NFL coach. And yet, yeah. not only does he want to be the coach, he wants to be the editor. Hey, Mr. Athletic. Hey, Mr. ESPN.com. Hey, Mr. LA Times. I'm giving you the storyline. Write it the way I say it. He actually had one comment where he was talking about, I don't even remember the name of the player. Um, and, and he goes, hey, listen, he's made a lot of plays back in training camp. Um, do your reporting justice and go back and re yeah. remind yourself of the number of plays this guy made in training camp. Coach, it's it's week 11. Right. I, now you're telling me I got to go back and look at my notes from training camp? Stop dictating to me how I do my job. I'm just asking you questions about how you do your job. So you yeah, thrown Telesco under the bus on that one because uh, Telesco drafted Quentin Johnson over Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers, who are both having excellent rookie seasons in Baltimore and Minnesota. You know, just like, hey, let, relieve some of the pressure off yourself, Brandon. Start throwing the GM under the under the bus a little bit. Look, he signed this D-end to one of the most richest defensive deals ever. Guy can't stay on the field. And when he's on the field, does he look like he's worth that much money? He brings in this 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 guy who used to be good in Chicago 
in Oakland. He comes here and he only shows up for one game of the year. How many sacks? How many stacks up? He stacks up six accidental sacks, you know, and he brings that last JC, game. He brings in this JC Jackson guy, spends $85 million. And, and the guy, he, he gets arrested. And then I have, I can't play him. And then, and then Who we hasn't trade been him arrested. Stop and then it. we trade him back like to that. New England. And by the way, and then New England. And then New England didn't even take him on their road trip when they went to Germany for, for disciplinary yeah. issues. So that yeah. J.C. Jackson guy, you talk about not doing your homework on a player and, and what that, that player is. You can look at his numbers and you can look at the film, but who is the guy? Yeah. You do know at some point when you give a person money, that they, they, they show you who they really are. And that's what J.C. Jackson did. It's like, I'm a criminal. Leave me alone. Y'all paid me. I got this cash now. I'm going to go. Wow. I'm going to start a rap group. Anyways, yeah. I, I listen, I just, I'm here for you, Brandon. I'm the objective observer on the show. I think that you are getting treated poorly by the media. It is disrespectful wow. that they're asking him such basic questions. Right. How dare they? He, like, how dare they? I, I just think it, it is a shame what journalism has turned into. You have sideline reporters making up reports. Mm -hmm. You have reporters asking generic questions after a loss where they just gave up over 300 yards to a quarterback who's never done that in his career. Like, how dare they question the defense? It right. is ridiculous. How dare they? How dare they? You just gave up 550 yards last week. You just gave up 300 and some passing yards to Jordan Love. Like, I don't know what the big deal is. I just find it so funny. We were talking about this yesterday. If you're Bill Belichick and you're a dick to the media, you're Bill Belichick. You have six Super Bowl rings. You know, in the same goes for Pete Carroll or Sean McVay or Andy Reid. I'm just giving names of guys, Sean Payton, guys who have like Super Bowl credentials, Mike McCarthy. But when you're a guy who is so in over his head, like Brandon Staley, and look, I get Rex Ryan is now an opinionist on ESPN, and I get that Rex Ryan was always a character. But when Rex Ryan said yesterday, go back to Division Three where you belong, you cannot be more disrespectful to somebody mm. in the industry having yeah. been in it yourself than to say, go back to division three. But what he was saying was Rex Ryan is that guys like Rex Ryan, even though his father was an NFL head coach, they had to take steps and it took a long time to become a head coach. I always mention Eric B because his name has come up every single year. Eric B can't get a sniff at being a head coach. And Brandon Staley went from division three to NFL head coach in about under five years. Mm -hmm. So when you're Rex Ryan and you look at Brandon Staley, when you say go back to division three, what you're saying is you didn't do the work and you didn't, you didn't grind the way all these other guys have, have had to do it to finally get their shot. Keyshawn Johnson I also had think that's about it as well. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson talked about it on the herd. Uh, uh, first take slammed him as well. Like it was, everywhere well, because Normally, one so thing that we never talk about is losing so you always talk about oh he lost the locker room now you always hear that right oh the players turned on him i mean brown we brought it up with mike schultz already like how long until he loses this locker you know but you never ever ever hear the term he lost the media room <laughs> but that's where it starts that's where losing when you're on the verge of being fired a lot of times you start losing it in the media room because that's where you feel comfortable venting your frustrations. Cause you're like, what do I care about little Dano over here from the athletic or Jeff Miller from the LA times? Like I'll yell at these guys. I can't go in this locker room and yell at Justin Herbert. I can't go in this locker room 
and yell at whoever else is in here. They'll laugh Austin at Eckler. me. Yeah, they'll laugh at me. Austin Eckler's been talking trash about me for 11 weeks. Right, right. The only people that I can try to intimidate are these newspaper writer guys, right. these, these website writer guys, the mm -hmm. TV and the radio guys, the media. I can intimidate the media. And I know I put it out there on Twitter. I was like, boy, he's, he's real intimidating in the press conference. Defense not so intimidating on the field. And a lot of people hit me up and they're like, no, bro, that's not intimidation. That's like a little spoiled brat. I look at Brandon Staley talking to the media like he's trying to intimidate them mm -hmm. in a Bobby Knight style, you know, in a Bill Belichick sort of disrespectful style, but he doesn't have the cachet to intimidate. Um, but not everybody agrees. A lot of people think he's just acting like a spoiled I, little brat. What do you think? I also got to do my research. He is at a podium, but I also believe he's on a stage because every time mm -hmm. he's talking to a reporter, he's talking down. Yes, that's right. And I got to I got to do my research cuz that's not as common as people might think it is. People coaches go to a podium that they're just flat in a room. Oh, I always think of the NFL coaches as being on podiums above on a riser. I got to do my research before I properly cuz it would be hilarious if little Brandon Staley directed mm -hmm. the Chargers PR to be like you need to build me a stage so no. I talk down on these suckers. Uh, here's a little <laughs> bit of a little bit of backstage. Um same goes for Sean McVay. Now McVay when he does his his zooms different, mm -hmm. but when he does his right. post game press conference, I've been in that room at okay. SoFi. There okay. is a riser. But but yeah. on the other hand, like just to give you an example, like the Lakers when they have a press conference and they've got their general manager in, they're sitting at ground level. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. That's I was just curious. But anyways, uh, to answer your question, um, I don't know. Uh, definitely not intimidation, because when I watched that, I laughed and I wasn't in the room. Well, but if I was it in, it's, it doesn't right. work. Right. If I was in the room, I would have a hard time not laughing, you know, like because he looks like he's about to cry. Like, that's mm -hmm. the worst part. He looked like he was about to cry. I watched uh, whatever the Chargers put. I, I wouldn't know if all five minutes was as long as he went after the game. But I watched it all this morning in preparation, knowing that this was going to be talked about today. Because obviously. But it looked like he was going to cry. Show me. Show me the video from the press conference where you thought he was I, about to cry. <laughs> I'm not here to talk to, to the fan base. I'm here to talk to my players, the locker room. I know that we give ourselves a chance to win every single week with the game plans that we have. Okay? And we have done it here. You guys act like we've never played good defense. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. You act like we haven't made any improvements. Today in the run game, we played outstanding. We're rushing the quarterback well. What we got to do a better job of is in the passing game. And that's where our full attention is, and it's where it will continue to be. There were a lot of other things that caused us to lose today. It certainly wasn't our defense. It was the way we played as a team. We didn't play well on, enough on the red zone on offense. We dropped too many passes. Okay? We gave up a few killer sacks. Okay? We did this as a team. Stop making it about one unit because that's not what happened out there today our team lost and i am fully responsible for it and i take full responsibility but we lost as a team today and that's the storyline you're it. telling me i love when it. he's yeah. saying that's not it. true yeah you're telling me that he's not about to cry right there oh dude i love when he when he when he <laughs> at the end when he tells you what the storyline is but i also oh, yeah. love that he says um we lost as a team but the truth of the matter is it was the drops it was the fumbles mm -hmm. it was the killer sacks so we didn't really lose as a team it was the offense's fault. Yeah. Not my fault. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, there is an ounce of truth to that. You know, like if Austin Eckler doesn't fumble in yes. the red zone, right. if Quentin Johnson catches that football, like mm -hmm. we probably win that game. Yeah. But that's all fair. Also, like I want him to take his hat off and look at the logo he's wearing and tell me when players on that team do that. They don't. Well, 
How about, how about they do also, exactly what they did in that game? They fumble right. at the Melvin Gordon. Look at his highlight tape. But dude, listen, Keenan as Allen. much as much as the offense, Keenan Allen drops passes that are that are short touchdowns. As much as the offense is at fault, it doesn't excuse the fact that Jordan Love had his first 300 yard passing game against his defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And by the way, the Chargers going into week 11 ranked in the bottom third of drop passes in the NFL. Mm. People always want to like the, the Chiefs, by the way, lead the league in drop oh, passes. Dude. What, what happened in the, in the Monday night football game? We haven't even gotten there yet. Um, what happened last night in the Monday night football game? Actually, let's spend a couple of minutes on that. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and crew. Stay with Hey, great friends. What's happening? It is Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, and this is Thanksgiving week here on Kaplan and crew. I mentioned in the last segment that we were going to get to what happened in Monday Night Football last night because we've talked about the Padres and the hiring of Mike Schilt. We've talked a little bit about the Chargers and little Brandon Staley almost crying at the press conference on Sunday. And I said I wanted to get into Monday Night Football. So stay with us. We are. Real quick, fellas, I want to let you guys know, I did not go with the Popeye's turkey for Thanksgiving. I, I decided to not go Popeye's turkey for Thanksgiving. And the reason is, wow. the reason is, um, it was an eight pound bird. So I kind of- LBs? I, I kind of thought to myself, you know what? Popeye's serves what? What what is it that they serve there at Popeye's? Chicken. Chicken. Right. Right. So I thought, I thought to myself, well, wait a second. If this is an eight-pound bird, maybe this is just some steroided out chicken rather than a legit little baby turkey. Who, can, you know, who cares? It'd be delicious anyways. Yeah. But I decided uh, here's what I decided to do. Shout out to my man, Bernard Thompson who told me that my man, Victor Lopez at El Pollo Grill, that mm -hmm. Victor does turkeys every year. So I contacted Victor and he sent me these videos of these turkeys that he has. And dude, they look fire. Now, the, the only bad part of it is, and I, I'll tell you if it's good or bad after Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. is, that, um, is that Victor sends the turkey like all sliced and diced and ready to go. Love that. I think I'm going to love it too. And um, it's all like juicy and whatever. And he's like, bro, you're going to get this turkey. It's going to come with instructions on how to heat it. And you're going to now have a turkey with me every year. He goes, because that's how good this is. And I'm like, well, if it's anything like your chicken, mm -hmm. um, I, you're probably right. So I've never had, uh, I don't even know if there is a thing as Mexican turkey, but I can imagine us Mexicans, we don't fool around with the seasoning. And, you know, a lot of people's biggest complaint about turkey is what? It's dry. Dry. And it's, and it's flavorless. And I can imagine that Victor, my homeboy, ain't going to mess around with no seasoning. Mm -mm. Ain't no dry turkey. It's going to be juicy. It's going to taste, like, delicious. I want to try it. Are they selling it before Thursday? Because I'll just go have a plate of turkey right now. Oh, I don't know if that's the case. Um, okay. I, I feel like it's one of those things like where you have to go pick it up. So like I sent my daughters gotcha. today, like you guys told it's me last on the week. menu, seasonal menu right now. Right. You guys told me my right. kids need to help. I sent my daughters today to Victor. Now, that, I mean, listen, that's Schleppsville, USA from where I live. I mean, to go all the way down to, to, to Otai. But I said to him, I go, hey, while you're down there, you guys can go to the Costco down that way. 
So I've got my girls today going and they're, nice. they're getting everything ready so that tomorrow, cause we're on the air on Wednesday tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and our, what's our deal? We're off on Thursday, obviously. And are and we, Friday, we're off yeah. on Friday too. Okay. So, um, so I got my girls picking everything up today. My mom's coming in tonight. My dad, my son, everybody will be home mm -hmm. tonight. And tomorrow while I'm actually working, they can do all the work in the kitchen. So unex unexpectedly, Scott, you know, we've had this conversation for a little over a week now about you hosting. Guess who's hosting this guy right really? here. What happened? Yeah. Um, so we normally go to Texas for Thanksgiving, but because we were selfish this year and went to Las Vegas instead, uh, we were just like, well, we're just going to hang out in San Diego. You know, like Mar has a lot of family here. I don't have any family here. My mom hits me up. They're like, hey, what do you, would you be cool if we come to San Diego for Thanksgiving? And I was like, well, not for, you know, for the weekend. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Didn't put two and two together. That means like, wait, that probably means I got to make some sort of dinner now or something. And I'm going straight hot route. I'm alter. I'm not going to go traditional at all, dude. I'm going to do a full blown carne asada. That's right, Mario Lopez. Carne asada. Tacos asada. Tacos de pollo. Arroz. Frijoles. Salsa. Guacamole. Cerveza. It's going to be on and popping at the Padilla household. Nice. Carne nice. asada. Yeah. I have, a, I have an idea. Just throwing an idea at you. Um, mm. Why don't you talk to Victor? And get a bird, and then you can add a little bit of turkey to your carne asada. Ooh, that's not a bad call. Honestly, it's not a bad call. I'm gonna have uh four extra people. So it's, not, it's only gonna be six or seven of us. So it's not right. that big. Eight pounds will well, how big is Victor's turkey? Oh, you get you know, Victor's 15 pound bird. Oh, geez, that's too much. Yeah, turkey. that's a big bird. You go to Popeye's though. I could go to Popeye's. Yeah, you God, get that eight man. pound bird. You know, I'm not if I do a Popeye's dude, Popeye's turkey tacos like that, bro. Yeah. What's up, Brown? You got some nerve. You got some nerve, bro. You sitting here talking about Popeyes like that. You better slow your roll, player, because you know who was going to save you when you didn't have nobody. You didn't have no ideas, okay? When you was out in the cold looking for a warm blanket, you know who was going to cover you? Popeyes was. So don't you sit here now with your El, what, El Grill turkey, which I'm sure will be fantastic, okay? I'm not slighting the man. I don't know him. I don't know about his turkeys, okay? You know Victor Lopez? I don't know Victor Lopez or Mario Lopez, okay? Well, I Victor don't know Lopez is the guy, you know, he's the guy that, that does the Spanos tacos. When the Chargers lose, you go down there and he hooks up with a free Spanos taco. Poor dog. What's that, dog? I've never been there. Browner's had his tacos before. No, because we've had Fat Tony bring the Spanos tacos to the old studio in Scott's house, too. Yeah. You had those tacos. Hey, listen, listen. listen. They're bomb. AF. Yeah. Hey, listen, I've had kids since then. That's a lot has happened to me. Yeah. I don't I remember that. Listen, one thing that I am going to do right now, and this is a this is a hard left, is I got to slam one of Browner's favorite places. I'm ready. Go ahead. Because, because we 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 were doing a little Vegasy thing yesterday. We ran out of time, so we decided we'll just eat at the airport. And boy, would I tell you, the night I had after the meal I had at Burger King at the airport, I will never. <laughs> Unless they become a sponsor, unless they become a sponsor, I will never go to Burger King for the rest of my life. What Why that would thing you get? did to me, oh, I, dude, I went safe, bro. I went so safe. I went oh, Whopper, I went Whopper Junior with cheese and a Dr Pepper. That's it. That's that a Browner word. It. Yeah, that is it. And I... dude, when I tell you the cramps and the knots. <laughs> 
that my stomach was in for all freaking night, bro. Oh my, never again. Vegas never. airport uh, Burger King. Uh, uh, bad. Let, me, let me tell you. Okay, 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 okay. Let me tell you something. All right. If you're not built for it, it'll tear you up. Okay. <laughs> if yeah. you don't, I, I I can tell you right <laughs> now. I got no shame in admitting that probably did happen to you. Yeah, because oh, it, if, it you don't, if you don't, if you don't eat probably. it, if you don't eat it in a loop, woke up dehydrated, dude. If you don't eat it on a constant <laughs> basis, and yeah. you just eat one because you're like, oh, I'm hungry. I've heard of this place before. I'm gonna yeah. go here. It might kill you. It tear you up. The, yeah. the tear you up. Was, what? The terminal was what? relatively <laughs> relatively empty too, dude. But every restaurant <laughs> was packed. Well. Every freaking Ooh, restaurant except was packed. Burger except Burger King. Yeah, why? Tell you up, man. Yeah, dude, tell you up. No joke, dude. That was no. You think there's joke. a you think there's a difference between the airport Burger King and a regular Burger King, or you think it's the same deal? Same deal. It has to. You be. know who? You know what surprised me was uh, you know, Burger. You every time you go to a restaurant, it never is like the chain outside of the airport, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except the menu is different. Except JM's, dude. Jersey Mike's. Yeah, bro. The, Every time you go into a Jersey Mike's, don't they got like 20 people making a sandwich? Mm -hmm. It's just like, why are there so many people working here? Mm -hmm. Jersey Mike's Airport in Las Vegas, they're like 20 people working at that Jersey Mike's. I was well, like, you got to have a bread guy. You got to have a slicer guy. You got to have yeah. a cheese a grill dude. guy. You got to have a juice guy. How yeah. much how, how much is a Jersey Mike sandwich in the airport? Jesus. You take a loan out to buy one? Right. Yeah. It's probably mm. about the same as what it costs you to check your bags. Right. Oh, dude, $100. 50 bucks. I don't. All, dude, listen, I, I, I know Ooh. we weren't supposed to talk about this, but I'll tell you, you what, did this. the Vegas Ubers and taxis weren't messing around with taxing people's asses this week. I'll tell you that much, dude. I think I dropped like three, 400 bucks on Ubers, oh, yeah, just sure. Ubers. Yeah, it was sure. crazy. Well, I'll tell you what, every, everybody who's listening on radio and everybody who's watching on YouTube and everybody who's listening on audio podcast today during the uh, Kaplan and crew tonight show on Cox. We do that um, halftime exclusive. We do that 10 minutes right in the middle of the show. Tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to have Alex do a little show and tell on his trip to Vegas, and we're going to see all the videos and where he was and nice. his view of the F1 race and everything else. So for those of you guys that watch on television at night between 7 and 8 p.m., it's Channel 4 San Diego, Channel 4 Santa Barbara, and it's Channel 118 in Orange County and 118 in L.A. If you've got Cox or Spectrum Cable tonight, the 10 minutes – the, the halfway report uh, during our TV show tonight, Alex is going to do show and tell on his F1 experience. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Um, quick shout out really quickly uh, to our people from prize picks because uh, last night I'm telling you, man, I made a big mistake. I didn't look at the weather. I didn't, I, I knew Kansas city's defense was really, really good, but I, sh I just, for some reason thought last night that Philadelphia's offense and their passing game would be successful. Um, I had Jalen Hurts to pass for more than 238 and a half yards. He only passed for 150. So I lost last night. But I will tell you this. I had uh, the running back Pacheco from uh, Kansas City to have um, a total of yards carried and receiving yards for over like 65. He had like 85. And then I've got that combined with the Christian McCaffrey half yard that they're giving us as a gift on Thanksgiving. So I'm about to be a big winner here on prize picks. For those of you that are not yet in the game, prizepicks.com slash great friends prizepicks.com slash great friends, or you can use the QR code on the screen and uh, they will match your first deposit hundred percent up to a hundred dollars. Okay. Now let's get back to uh, Monday night football. Cause I said, I wanted to talk about that. So it's pretty rare to see the Kansas city chiefs lose at home. 
you know, um, to, to see the Philadelphia Eagles who people don't seem to be all that impressed with yet. They've only got one loss or nine and one. Now you keep winning. They sounds keep, like last year. Keep finding ways <laughs> to win. Yep. Philadelphia pulls into Kansas city. And I will say one thing we talk about how opposing teams, fans come to SoFi and they take over charger games. They take over Rams games. They do the same thing in Las Vegas. Guess what? Eagle fans will go to a place like Kansas City and they will attempt to try and take that place over because that's known as having the best home field advantage in football or one of them. Philly fans were out last night in Kansas City. But Kansas City had a chance to win this game. They still had a chance because Philadelphia took the lead and Kansas City had nearly three minutes left in the game. I mean, it was two, two minutes and 38 seconds, two minutes and 40 seconds, something around there. And I'm like, oh man, uh, you guys scored. You guys took the lead. But you've given Patrick Mahomes plenty of time. And Patrick Mahomes, in, on two plays in particular, one, the pass that everybody's seen where, I mean, the dude is, is wide open, ball hits him directly in the hands, and, and he drops it going into the end zone. And the other one is on the fourth and 25 play where Mahomes throws another rocket, hits the receiver in the hands, he's got defenders around him, and he drops it. Mahomes can only do so much. He can't catch it for you also, you know? Um, go Maybe ahead and show, should, Scott. Well, show, show us the plays from Monday Night Football last night, Alex, that we're talking about here. This is the big one. This is the Valdez scaling. I mean, that's for the win right there. You know, minute 40 left, wide open, hits him in yeah. the hands. Mm -hmm. He falls over after, but he wasn't, he didn't have to dive for it. It literally hit him in the hands. Yeah. And he, uh, and he dropped it. We're um, watching it on screen then, right now. Yeah. I mean, it's right. I mean, he, he's, he's wide open by three yards. <laughs> one of the funniest answers of all time, because you would expect, so Mahomes just be like, I mean, yeah, he just didn't make the play or something. He blamed himself. That one downfield and Marquez won. Um, he just didn't didn't come away with the ball. I mean, I could probably throw a little bit shorter. He was that open. So, uh, yeah, you just got to continue to to try to get better and better. I should have thrown it shorter. Like, yep, come on, dude. It's my it was fault. Perfect. It was perfect. So, uh, yes, and I did bring this up earlier. The Kansas City Chiefs lead the league in drops this year. Mm -hmm. lead the league in drops this year. And, if you uh, if you think about the AFC right now, I mean, I, look, I think a lot of people look at the NFC side of things and they think San Francisco, Philadelphia, a little further down, Dallas, Detroit. Mm -hmm. But when you think of the AFC right now, most people think of Kansas City. But the truth is, is that as of today, Baltimore is the number one seed in the AFC right now. When you think about the AFC, Baltimore, Kansas City, um, Jacksonville, Miami. Yeah, um, Cleveland is seven and three. I'll put them in the mix. When you think of the AFC side of things, who do you like right now? Kansas City. See, that's just it. Is that even with all these drops, and even losing a game against a very good Philadelphia team at home in Kansas City? I'm not so sure anybody really, really believes in Baltimore yet. I know people I don't believe in Cleveland. I was, I was just about to say I have more belief in Baltimore than oh, yeah? I have in Kansas City because the skill position players for Kansas City, mm -hmm. they're, they're not rising to the level. This is a perfect right. – last night's a perfect example of Mahomes can only do so much. He can only elevate the level so much. Like, you got to catch it. Travis Kelsey dropped a couple balls last night too, and fumbled. And fumbled, and he he redeemed himself with some of the drops. But the fumbles, he I mean, you couldn't, you can't redeem yourself from a fumble. But the guys aren't elevating to his level. 
Now, Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, this, uh, uh, OBJ seems to be coming to form. Zay Flowers seems to be now picking it up after struggling with drops earlier in the season. They lost, but they lost Mark Andrews. They're best, they one of the best Mark, titans in the league. True. I just feel like watching watching the two teams play. This is the best defense Kansas City has had since they've had Patrick Mahomes, which is a relief because if they didn't have this defense, yikes. But watching Baltimore, they seem more well-rounded on defense and on the, in the skill position part of the game that makes me feel like they're in a better position going forward than Kansas City. Because Kansas City, they drop way too many passes. Way too so many. Baltimore, Baltimore and Buffalo do the same thing every year. They're in the playoffs every year. They're a good team. Some people like them. Some people don't. And the only reason why I say Kansas City is because they have proven that they can get to the next level and win a Super Bowl. Whereas True. Baltimore, every time they get to the postseason, they something happens and they lose well, a game. And Buffalo, same thing. You know, Buffalo, they had a lead against Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, gave Patrick Mahomes 20 seconds. Hey, too long. You lost that game too. So until those teams prove it to me, I will always say Kansas City. The same reason why I always pick the Patriots and Tom Brady. Go beat them. If you do, I great. Think, but I'm going to pick Tom Brady and the Patriots all the time. It's Lamar Jackson. He he was hurt two years in a row. Last year, I didn't think he was hurt. I just think he didn't want to play because of contract reasons. But he was hurt two years in a row, so he was unable to be in the postseason. I think that this year when we see Lamar Jackson in the postseason, barring injury, of course, you're going to see a different Lamar Jackson. You really are. I think he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks or players in general in the league. So mm -hmm. I'm interested to see how – how he does later in the season. You know, you mentioned Tom Brady. Um, should we make that our Tory Holistics highlight of the day? Because he was on with was Stephen A yesterday, right? Wasn't he? Mm -hmm. yes. All right, let's do it. Okay. okay. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. All right. Uh, well, Charlie's coming on a little bit here shortly in the uncensored portion. Promo code mm -hmm. amazing. We'll get mm -hmm. more info on touring California Listics. This is a bit of a long answer, so I'm rushing to it. Uh, Tom Brady must be a fan of the show because he sounds like me and Browner talking about how mediocre football has been so far this year. He was on the Stephen A. Smith pod podcast show. I think so. Yeah, I think he's, he's, got a lot. he's got a, he got a yeah, lot. lot. I can't keep up. So this is Tom Brady with Stephen A. I, I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. Yeah. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And hope Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm -hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way. And every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily... Why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to the defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect themselves. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. Yeah. I'll tell you something. Um, just listening to Brady kind of chilling, talking football um, for, for everybody that tells me he'll be a terrible analyst on Fox, which whether or not he ever makes it to Fox as an analyst, we'll see. But if he does, 
when I hear him talking football like that, I'm like, sounds good to me. He ain't going to talk like that on TV. Why what not? are you doing? Why not? Because he'll be wearing a suit. They would have given him the information, and he will be in the in, in, in the in the broadcast cocoon like everybody else. He's not going to oh. sit here and give that speech during a game. Oh, man. I, I guess what I'm getting at is, though, is at least you're hearing personality is what I'm saying. Oh, oh I, I, in an interview format, he's been so much better since he left New England. I like him now. I didn't like him when he was in New England because he was a robot. He didn't say anything. This version of Tom Brady, I enjoy listening to him because he shares his opinion on things. Like, that's a great point, what he's saying, and people listen to him because of his history with the NFL. Right. Yeah. I mean, that product is bad because we also, lost, we also lost some of the best quarterbacks to ever, ever play this game pretty much at the same time. You know, this, you season, got this like, season of quarterbacks yeah. is crazy. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, the bat, the football is bad because the football, the, the quarterbacking is bad. We're on quarter fifty starting quarterbacks or something going into it's, week. 12. I think it's more. I think it's more. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, you know, and, and again, it just makes me think. And we just know, we, lost we, a good one. You know, like Burrow's out for the year now. So Burrow's it's like, out for the year. I mean, <laughs> hey, Deshaun Watson being out for the year. Yeah. Another another rookie mid round quarterback is starting now for a playoff contender. Yeah. Oh, in, oh in we Cleveland. just lost another great quarterback. He's in, in Zach Wilson. Worse. I know, bench down to three. Did you see the, the play this past weekend where him and Salah hit each other on the side? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Salah, it looked like Salah was like, oh, it's my chance to throw his ass down. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Grab what a disaster. What a total disaster the Jets have been um, after the Aaron Rodgers injury and all the Zach Wilson controversy. All right, let me do this. Everybody stay with us. If you're a radio listener, coming up. We are going to go right back into the Padres uninspiring but predictable hire of Mike Schilt as their new manager. Radio listeners, stay with us. Everybody else, podcasters, uncensored time. All right, everybody, it's time to get uncensored here on Kaplan and Crew. And we have invited Charlie Rolfs, who is the chief marketing officer at Tory Holistics and California Holistics back onto the show today. Charlie, first of all, happy Thanksgiving to you and everybody down at Tory and California Holistics. Appreciate you being here today. Yeah, man. Happy to be here always. Happy Thanksgiving to you and the whole team. We, um, we're kind of curious, like what's going on at Tory Holistics and California Holistics? Um, today's Tuesday, yeah, but tomorrow, the day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day itself, the day after Thanksgiving, my daughter said, I heard my daughter say to my other daughter today, hey, we need to go to Tory Holistics because you leave on Friday and they're probably closed on Thursday. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Let's find out. So what's cooking, man? Yeah. So uh, this, we have Green Wednesday, which is uh, Wednesday's tomorrow. It's our kind of cannabis holiday. It's a celebration of all things weed. You know, it's, uh, it started, I think out of necessity, out of family gatherings and uh getting together and you know seeing. relieve some anxiety right yeah, yeah you know some some dinner tables are happy kumbaya you know uh, rockefeller paintings and you know some family gatherings are you got aunts and uncles on every side of the political spectrum you got uh you know uh jets and patriots fans coming together under the same roof you know you never know what, what can happen so uh you know, weed is both uh, uh, an everyday thing for many people and also a, a holiday survival must for a lot of people. So we have huge Green Wednesday deals coming up uh, tomorrow, you know, where you can get 50% off some brands, 30% off some top shelf flour. Uh, Thanksgiving, uh, we're open and 
so that our medical customers, you know, have safe access to Thanksgiving, uh, have safe access to cannabis on, on Thanksgiving. And then Black Friday, obviously, we're doing uh, big blowout deals where you can get top shelf wheat for a buck and things like that. OK, so open on Thanksgiving Day, yes, Tory and California. Yep. Oh, yeah. Normal business hours or are there different hours? Uh, no, we're uh, slightly truncated business hours. It's all up on the website uh, on there. But yeah, come on by, get your weed anytime you need it. Okay, right on. Um, Charlie, uh, right before we were coming on, Browner was about to give us another one of his brilliant concepts. Brown, what'd you have in mind here? So we all have, some of us except for Scott, apparently, we've taken the quote-unquote Thanksgiving walk. That's when you find an aunt or an uncle or a cousin and you go for a walk around the neighborhood outside so you can get your thoughts together. I think there should be a, a, a package put together called the Thanksgiving Walk. And see how that does. Something that you can take with you, compact, but also very heavy. You know what? I think that's actually a solid idea. I didn't know what you meant by the Thanksgiving Walk. I thought you meant like a turkey trot the morning of Thanksgiving. So you go out and you get your exercise before you eat all day. Mm -hmm. um, but that's actually a good idea, Charlie. I think that's a funny idea. You ready? You take a pre-roll, you take a cartridge, you take a, uh, a, a tincture, a liquid. You, you just take one of everything. You put it in a box and that's called the turkey walk box. I, that's a funny idea. I, I like it. Next Thanksgiving, we'll, uh, you know, patent pending the Catholic uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah, yeah. walk package. Browner's you know, infamous. Browner's there's infamous a, for giving us deals like that. Yeah. yeah. He gives yeah. us ideas. They're just always like the day before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You right. can never actually use them because they're always too late to implement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I have them. Yep. You sure do. Charlie, talk to us about this. Um, I used to always say on the air, hey, listen, if you don't feel overly confident because you don't know a lot about cannabis, don't be intimidated to walk into the shop. The people who work there, the bud tenders, these people, male and female, young and older, they know what they're talking about. They know the product lines. They they know the brand names. They know the effects, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if somebody were to walk in for the very first time and go, hi, I'm new. I've never been in a dispensary before. I've never been here to Tory Holistics. I'm having a hard time sleeping. Would you recommend something? I'm curious, You know, what do you say to people that are new to cannabis and maybe first time people ever in the shop? Yeah, it's a great question. And one of the things I really love about Touring California Holistics is that it is always a welcome shop for first timers. A lot of places, you know, focus really on the heavy consumers and all of that. And obviously we do a lot of that too. I'm a very heavy consumer myself. But uh, a lot of people never even step foot in a door of a dispensary because they're not sure what to expect. They're afraid of getting too high. Maybe they got too high once 30 years ago and they never want to try it again. And you said, let's say uh, someone goes to a dispensary and says, I'm having trouble sleeping right there. The most important thing that you can do is come prepared to ask questions. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated. And also ask yourself why you're consuming cannabis, because if you're a first timer, if you're curious about it, you know, if you want to get off alcohol or you have pain or insomnia or any of these different things, the use cases are so different. Um, you know, if if somebody comes in and says, I'm having trouble sleeping, you know, we can uh, ask questions like, how long have you been, been a consumer? And that will lead you in a different way. If you're a lifelong consumer, you know, your dosage is going to be substantially higher. 
And if someone's a first time consumer and they they're having trouble sleeping and they don't say that they're a first time consumer, you know, they can end up having a bad experience. So it is very much onto the bud tender cannabis consultant to ask those questions. But, you know, if you're thinking about going for the first time, you've never been a to a dispensary, write down a little list, you know, think about, OK, why why am I consuming cannabis? Uh, you know, how adventurous do I want to be with my THC levels? You know, if you're a recreational consumer, you want to try weed for the first time, maybe you're being a little more flexible with your THC percentage. But if you're, if you have pain and you need to go to work uh, and you're looking for something to manage pain during the workday, you're going to get a totally different recommendation. Um, yeah. And that's why one of the reasons I really do like <laughs> working here and being a part of this team is Answering those specific questions and finding the right weed for each person is, you know, a big part about what we do. Yeah. I have a friend of mine who was never a cannabis consumer and um, he was having like terrible, terrible anxiety. And it's hard for people who don't have terrible, terrible anxiety to understand what that is, mm -hmm. you know? So like, I don't have it. I'm, I'm not suggesting that we all don't get anxious and nervous about things, but I don't have like, like, I, I mean sort of paralyzing, you know, anxiety. So this friend of mine, I said to him, I said, why don't you go down and, and talk to some people at Tory Holistics? And he walked in, never, I promise you, never used cannabis ever in his life. Wasn't even like a pot smoker, high school type guy. Walked in, spoke to, I'm trying to remember who it was. I, I can't remember by name off the top of my head. Came out and now he carries with him a little vape pen everywhere he goes. Mm -hmm. And I notice him hitting it as the day goes on in, in his office. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it's not like he's hiding it. You know, he's like, dude, this is what keeps me cool. I have found this product, this brand, this percentage, whatever it is. He now has it all dialed in. Takes the little thing out of his back pocket, hits it, <laughs> blows it out. And boom, he's right back to work. I'm blown away by that. Yeah, I think I like to tell people whether you're going for a medical reason or a recreational reason for the first time, think about it like you're almost going to the doctor. You know, you wouldn't go to uh, you wouldn't go to a doctor for the first time. Never been to a doctor before in your whole life. You wouldn't go to a doctor and say, all right, doc, give me something. <laughs> you know, they, they might write a script yeah. for Adderall. <laughs> they might write a script for, you know, morphine. <laughs> they might, you know, if you don't tell them what why you're there and what you need from them you know it's going to be very hard for them to find the perfect thing for you and yeah. and cannabis has so many different uses and so many different form factors we call them you know edibles gummies tinctures topicals pre-rolls extract drinks you know just uh, think of it like going to a doctor and don't be afraid of taking up someone's time you know that first visit to a dispensary is so important and I, it can be nerve-wracking and you don't want to seem uncool you know, let's say you're, you know, let's say I'm going to a dispensary for the first time, you know, 36 years old. Uh, you know, I might be a little nervous about like seeming uncool to the tatted out bud tender, you know, who's been smoking weed their whole life. But I could end up, you know, just not asking the right questions and getting the wrong product. Awesome advice, by the way. If you are watching us, um, based on the amount of sales that we generate, you're probably not a first time user, but, <laughs> but, but I'll say this, if you are, or if let's say like Alex, your mom, you know, your mom's always had that stigma. Yeah, you she's know? coming to this week. So I'm trying to see if she'll come with me because yeah. you know, yeah. she's been open to it. If I give her something, but like you said, like, I think she has more specifics that would be helpful to talk to the bud tender with yeah. to get it really nailed down to what she wants. Right. And I'll tell you this, you take your mom down to California holistics in particular, because it's in a shopping center. It doesn't look like it's out of 
like, you know, you had to go somewhere, you know, there's a Chili's um, being, next like, door. Right. I mean, dude, there's a grocery <laughs> store in the same shopping center. You know, you take your mom there and she sees how normal it is. And then she mm -hmm. sees how beautiful the store is at California. Lissix. Tori's also great, but it's closer for you. She sees how beautiful the store is, the storefront, the parking lot, the, the, the shopping center that's in it. That's it will normalize it for your mom. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's not a bad call. Yeah. Uh, our promo code call. is amazing. You save 20% when you, uh, when you shop at Tory Holistics in California, Holistics. you can click the QR code on your screen right now and that'll take you directly there. Hey, Charlie, um, thanks for all the information. I'll tell everybody to go use the website, toryholistics.com so they can find out store hours and so on. But you guys are open today. Tomorrow's a big day. Thursday, Thanksgiving, you guys are open. Friday's a huge sale. So if you're looking to save money and load up, especially because let me tell you something, if you have cannabis users in your life, there is no better Christmas gift than giving them what they want. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. Charlie, have a great day, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and everybody at Tory and California Holistics, man. We'll see you soon. Yeah, same to you and the crew. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. Hey, for everybody that's watching, we are back tomorrow. Peace out, everybody.